This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and D. 15. And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Lincoln Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. That's right, and if you uh, you find yourself suddenly looking down at a radio script that is very nonsensical because you wrote it very late at night, uh, and there's a bell, there's a bell kicking around in the studio, uh, then do ring it. This is uh, Radio 101 here from Siren FM. Now, of course, this is Lincoln A to Z. Uh, this is going to be our 14th to last programme, uh, which we're very excited about. We're going to keep counting this down. Uh, I, think, I think we're all looking forward to the end of this one. Uh, we're only meant to go on for so long, but you better make the most of us while we're here. Now, I'm Paul Tyler. I do most of the talking, but over there, over there is Johnny Hoare, who does some talking and some moaning about plastic windows and lots of pressing of buttons. Hey, Johnny. Hello there. Hello. Uh, now, can you do some of that button pressing and uh, push the big green go button that plays the grid selection for this week, please? My name's Peter Tyler. I've lived in Lincoln for 30 years. I think Lincoln is a historical and very nice place to live. That, just one. W11. W11. There we go, the legend, the absolute living legend, my dad. That is Peter Tyler, ladies and gentlemen. Peter Tyler, you were listening to excellence. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. W11. Johnny, what is in this grid? Okay, uh, W11, uh, you've got uh, the high street, you've got a bit of the uh, water railway cycle track, you've got a long, what's it called, long stall, hang on, I can't actually read it from here. That's okay, I'll just, I'll fill in here for you while you... Uh... Long Stong's Delft, that was worth it, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it's a peculiar name, isn't it? It was, but Ferry Lane, of course, and the imaginatively titled Main Road. Ah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it, it does what it says on the uh, on the signpost. Uh, now, if you know anything about this grid or any of our other 51 grids, past or present, then please do get in touch. You can email Lincoln A to Z at sirenonline.co.uk. You'll find us on Facebook and there's always Twitter. Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. And for all those details as well as podcasts for previous shows, it's all available on our fabulous website. Lincoln A to Z dot co dot UK. Now, now it's time to visit that grid square where at the beginning you could be forgiven for thinking that I'm auditioning for Country File. The uh, refreshing sound of, of birds tweeting and we can see uh, swallows coming around the water here it means we're in W11, Washingborough. Um, and I know, they're, I know they're swallows because of a previous uh, A to Z visit when we were further down the road back up at the, uh, the sewage plant there uh, because they had loads and loads of swallows. I've just seen one. So I reckon it's like I'm like Chris Packham. Um, ideas of grandeur. But our journey here today, sometimes we like to talk about how we got places, of course, by cycle. But you knew that. Uh, and we uh, we came a little way down the water railway, the cycle path that leads from Lincoln to Boston. Uh, and uh, if you're like me, back again. We've done, I've done that before. Cycle to Boston and back again. Uh, it's a long day, a very long day. Uh, but the 
just made it a lot easier because the the surface uh, certainly out on, on this area just been re-tarmacked smooth very smooth if you've got a nice racing bike like mine uh, and we know this because we were overtaken by some lycra bikers uh, how did that make you feel john a little inadequate especially um on my lady's bike that i'm still using at the moment uh, in lieu of a, a proper manly bike but you know i'm, I'm secure in my sexuality i'm not going to go on about it <laughs> although you do but uh, we're standing now at the uh, what was washingborough railway station uh, of course, the, the Water Railway gets its name because what was the old railway between Lincoln and Boston uh, that got shut down, I think got shut down in the, the 1960s by Dr. Beeching when he, he ruined Britain's railways. Uh, not, not everything in the 60s was good. And, yeah, so now it's, it's, it's kind of... Somebody seems to be doing a lot of building work on it. I think it's been turned into a private house. I remember coming past here on this cycle track when they first opened it, uh, and that uh, building was all kind of shut up and... Uh, you know the windows boarded over so clearly the uh the existence of the bike track has maybe uh given it a new life but it's a shame it's not a railway station anymore apparently when it was a railway station i just saw this as we whipped past on our bikes there's boards all the way along here telling you little bits of history which is a lovely idea uh, and apparently people used to have to get a ferry from washingborough across this little bit of water to get to the train station because washingborough is the other side of the river and the train station's on the opposite side which seems like a bizarre design decision to me to put the the one railway station in your town the other side of a river and then not build a bridge have to have a ferry going backwards and forwards surely it was cheaper just to build a bridge uh but yeah they, they have now built the bridge so the, the poor old ferryman is, is out of a job yeah yeah you see i, I don't know if we were right radio two now uh we'd probably play a bit of christy berg uh don't pay <laughs> don't pay the ferryman but that's not going to happen on lincoln a to z not while i'm not while i'm still in charge This whole uh, the whole route in the cycle network, and we've just seen a, a map on the side there, is, is only a positive thing. I mean, it's, it's just uh, fabulous. I mean, today we're Saturday afternoon when we're recording this, and uh, lots and lots of people, not just cyclists, dog walkers, people out using the uh, the lovely scenic route. And uh, right next to uh, uh, the Witham on one side, and like you said earlier, Johnny, the Sensor Drain on the other. And there's a couple there just uh, just relaxing in there. It's kind of a nice old boat, that isn't it? A couple there just relaxing, having perhaps having a brew. Maybe they've got a, maybe they've got something in there spicing it up. I don't know. Uh, that's their business, not mine. But uh, it looks like a certainly very pleasant way to spend your day. Uh, you ever fancied a boat, Johnny? Yeah, I kind of have sometimes. I mean, I think there's a lot more work to it than you think. It looks very nice when you see someone lounging around on their deck like that. But I think there's a lot of maintenance to a boat, isn't there? There's a lot of expense dry docking it every couple of years to scrape barnacles off it or whatever it is you have to do oh you can take the beauty out of things can't you <laughs> it's a nice idea if you can afford to pay someone else to do all the nasty business that goes with it i guess i remember reading a book back when we used to do the reading room and uh, it put me off having a boat forever the narrow boat to carcassonne was the book and it was a terrible book the worst book we ever reviewed on the reading room <laughs> But that book really put me off because like, he was going through canals and things like that and people were throwing rocks at him and stuff like that. It really, yeah, it really kind of put me off. And he, he, he took the shine off it. He took the, you know, away the romance of that for me. But also, I tell you why, because you know I'm a bit socially awkward. 
just now there's a guy, there's a guy going past on a boat and I, I thought well I know what people on boats do they, they say hello to each other don't they so I just said hello to him he said hello back that didn't get on my nerves after a while because yeah, he, no, he went past that couple on the boat just down there and he said hello and they had to say hello it's like you have, you have to say hello to people don't you it's a wave to people if you're going through oh. the centre of Lincoln oh. you know when people go through that central bit past the waterside centre and city square some kids inevitably will wave at them and they've got to wave back. And that's going to get a bit wearing after a mm-hmm. while, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's probably what that couple there are doing. They're just camped up because they're sick of waving at people. So as we're, uh, we're bundling along the main road here at, uh, at Washingborough, uh, and I, you know, I say that with a sigh in my voice. Uh, uh, we'll see what we think to Washingborough, but... Uh, you know how I like, um, you know how I like to see a, a wagon wheel on the side of a house. There's oh. a house over there that's done something quite unconventional. They've they've taken the form and they've they've given it a twist. They've made the wagon wheel into their gate, basically the, the two sides of their gate. So the wagon wheel is cut in half. When the gates are closed, it comes together back into the shape of a wagon wheel. And um, when they're open, the, the two halves are separated. It's, it's very clever. I like it. I really like it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, normally I think you're being ironic as far as. Uh, uh, as, as wagon wheels go, uh, which is obviously making me hungry. And no, they're not smaller than when you were a kid. You've just got bigger. Oh, you're here in, in some other grids. In fact, probably most of them. If not, well, let's face it, all of the other grids. Uh, Johnny and I have preconceptions about places before we come to them. Sometimes it's we found that we can, uh, we can break those preconceptions uh, and we actually enjoy being wherever we are. And sometimes we find that uh, well, we were exactly right. Um, I've never been that fond of Washingborough. It just seems like one big, long, through road. Not ever so much character. But actually walking down the high street down here, there's a few, or the main street, there's a few buildings with a, a bit of character, a bit of stone. And it's almost, almost not worth talking to Johnny <laughs> about, about what he thinks about this place. Um, but for old time's sake... Johnny, what do you reckon? Uh, yeah, like you, I can't really say anything special about it. I mean, as you say, there is a lot of stonework around here, which reminds me a lot of Branston. Mm-hmm. Because we're not that far, we're kind of on the same sort of area as Branston, so quite a lot of gates and things around. <laughs> exactly, a where now? traffic along this road. Yeah, yeah, it's a very busy road, quite an unpleasant place to be for a village. So let's go and try and find somewhere a bit quieter. But it has got an Indian takeaway, I've just seen, so, you know, hey... I was not lost. Uh, one thing I know will perk up the producer of the programme, uh, and that's that there are a couple of half-decent pubs here. I think actually going a long way to being some decent. Uh, we're just walking past uh, the ferry boat. Uh, and as you climb up this hill, uh, the Hunter's Leap, which I know doubt people know what to call it, the Hunter's Leap, would they? Oh, you're off down the Hunter's. That's what they'd say. Uh, and I'd recommend it. Well, you see, this is going back 15 years, right? Last time I was in there was 15 years ago. So, well, looking at it, it doesn't look like it's changed very much in 15 years. Now we're getting away from that main road a bit and kind of into the, the village proper. This is very much the old part of the village. Um, I think it's a lot nicer. It's growing on me a lot. You know, it's, uh, I think it's the trouble. When you, when you pass through villages, you tend to be on the main road and you're just going straight through and you... you form a, a snap judgment based on that 
Um, but that's the, that's the point of A to Z, I guess, isn't it? That we go off those main routes, we come into the village proper, have a walk around and uh, have a proper look. And yeah, it's quite pleasant just here, isn't it? There we go, and uh, that's part one. We're going to return to Washington in part two a little bit later on in the programme, but I think there are three things I'd like to bring to your attention. Uh, firstly, uh, just how out of breath you were from walking up a slight hill there, Johnny. <laughs> it was quite uh, steep. All right, well, not that steep. And um, also, um, the, the the noise that you and I both made, it, it's, it's hard to put into words. I tried to write it down uh, on my on my uh, programme here, but I, I can't, you can't write it down. There's a noise that you and I both made uh, during that clip that went... Yeah, that wasn't it. Yeah, and that, <laughs> is that the sound of washing brewery? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I think so. I think mm. so. We'll sort that out. But also, I think the the last thing that I learned uh, listening to that is that I'm obviously not in charge around here because you did put in that that Christie Berg. Well, any excuse. <laughs> he is my favourite. Lady in Red's up later. Oh, oh, excellent, excellent. I look forward to that. Lincoln A to Z. Uh, time now, though, for Joanna Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archives to invite us aboard a Radio TARDIS as we look into the history of our W11 grid. This was a great grid square to research, as Washington's got such a rich history which stretches back to the Stone Age. Tony Robinson would probably agree, as Time Team visited a few years ago in 2005 when they did their special programme Life on the Edge 1000 Years BC when they had just six weeks to excavate a riverside area near here before it would be flooded as part of the new flood defence scheme. They found evidence of a substantial Bronze Age settlement with hundreds of finds. Washingborough got its name from the Wasinger tribe, whilst borough means fortified dwelling. Whether this means it was fortified against hostile neighbours, foreign invaders, or just the river with them itself, history doesn't tell us. The people who dwelt here have lived for centuries in close relationship with the Witham, which at times might have been considered hostile, especially when you remember how much wider and unembanked it once was. Couple that with the fact it used to be even tidal, regularly flooding the surrounding fields. You can see why so many votive offerings like swords and precious armour, such as the Witham shield now in the British Museum, why they were all flung into the river to appease the ancient gods. There was definitely something pretty sacred about this area with its river rituals, Either side of the Witham here, Bronze Age people buried their dead in cemeteries made up of groups of barrows. Most have disappeared under subsequent centuries of ploughing, but you can still see them as crop marks on aerial photographs. The Romans were here too, as archaeology has shown, and their impressive engineering project, Car Dyke, which starts here and drains the fens down through Lincolnshire, still cuts through the landscape today. Rich in ancient history though this grid square is, it's an event from the early 20th century which caught my eye though as it's related to a practice I've never heard of until now. A practice which, on the surface, appears to be particular to Lincolnshire, but which, under different names, seems to have occurred in various forms all over the country, and has even been described by a great author in one of his novels. It's also a practice which, as with so many rural rituals, probably originated back in the mists of time. I'll explain. Until recent times, and unless it's been reinstated, there used to be a blue plaque on a house on the eastern side of our grid square. This plaque read, Danny Fitton lived here, and in April 1918, accused of wife-beating. He was rantanned round the village to Thackbush Lane, where his effigy was burnt, the last of the Lincolnshire rantans. Records held at the Lincolnshire archives show Danny to have been a piano tuner, originally from Leeds, who married his wife Jessie in North Yorkshire in 1901, before coming down to Lincolnshire at some point. We can't know any more about him, but clearly at some point the inhabitants of Washingborough had had enough and took action. So what was rantanning? Well, apparently it was a practice which might go back to medieval times, possibly with earlier origins, 
whereby a member of the local community broke an unwritten rule of acceptable behaviour, domestic violence, adultery, illegitimacy, someone who is considered to have married too soon after losing a spouse, or an old man taking a young girl as a wife, or even a gossiping housewife spreading rumours about her neighbours. Whatever the offence, for centuries, it seems, the parish took the matters into their own hands and held up the offending person to ridicule. This was done perfectly legally for many years by gathering together in a large group, furnished with pots, pans, kettles, drums, trumpets, anything noisy you could get your hands on. Sometimes, in the case of Danny Fitton, an effigy would be made. You then all pile round to the house of the offender and make as much noise with your instruments and by shouting obscenities as you could. This could take place for several nights on the trot, until the offender got the message and either changed their ways or found another village to live in. A Ramtan rhyme often went something like this. Ramtan tan, Ramtan tan, to the sound of this pan, this is to give notice that, enter name, has beaten his good woman. And for what, for why? Because she ate when she was hungry and drank when she was dry. He beat her, he beat her, he beat her indeed, for spending a penny when she had need. He beat her black, he beat her blue. When old Nick gets him, he'll get his due. Ran-tan-tan, ran-tan-tan, we'll send him there in his frying pan. On the free Lincolnshire Heritage website, links to the past.com, don't forget it's links as in Lincolnshire, there's a photo of the group who actually ran-tanned Danny Fitton in Washingborough in 1918. It's a huge group, including children, people dressed up, some in tin trench hats, holding up several effigies and banners, and what looked like balloons on sticks, maybe they're pig bladders. Such local vigilante behaviour was perfectly legal for many years until it became an offence under the Highways Act of 1882. The people of Lincolnshire didn't heed this, though, as there are other 20th century instances of this happening, not just in our grid square. All over the country, the regions had their own versions. Rough music, as it was known in the West Country, skimity riding, riding the stang, tin kettling, banging out, loo belling. It was even taken over to the colonies with the early settlers, and went under the French name of chivalry. Thomas Hardy describes a skimity ride in the Mayor of Casterbridge. So, there we go. Make sure you never find yourself rantanned in Lincolnshire. Uh, yeah, well, that, that's Lincolnshire all over, isn't it? I think, well, they, although they did say that it was around the other country, but you can imagine that sort of being Norfolk and the West Country and, you know, anywhere that this kind of uh, uh, behaviour would exist. It sounds fantastic, uh, probably unless you're on the receiving end of it, but then, you know, maybe if you're on the receiving end of such a thing, you deserve it. But it, it strikes me that it's like an old-fashioned version of, uh, well, Facebook, really, isn't it? I mean, that's all the, that's your trolling, isn't it? That's just uh, uh, walking around and, and telling people what you think. Um, or, yeah. Although that's it's a little bit more forthright, isn't it? Although uh, Joe did uh, did emphasise that people do dress up and that kind of thing so it's the same as hiding perhaps behind a, a costume or an outfit and uh, and going and telling people that they ain't no good in your opinion yeah sounds a lot more fun though doesn't it waving pig's bladders and shouting obscenities that's, that's more fun than tapping away on Facebook in your pants isn't it <laughs> it is it is and I mean, you know my opinion on Facebook at the minute Johnny I've taken a dim view of it mm. and um, it, it, it does I think if should the day that, that they ever take facebook away from people that's what's going to happen they're going to, you know all that all that <laughs> angst will, will well up won't it you know imagine if it goes down for a day that's what, what you've just heard described there uh, so brilliantly from joanna hughes uh, our friend joe from uh, from the lincolnshire archives um that is exactly what will happen that's uh, you know so it's a documentary almost it'll be a, a news report uh, that people are shaking pig's bladders in people's faces because they can't tell them how to dress on facebook uh, so as always yeah huge thanks uh, to to joe and history if, if history is your kind of caper then uh, take a look at the Lincolnshire Archives website or, or pop down uh, to Rumbold Street find out what it's all about Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM find us on Twitter at 
Lincoln A to Z. Now, uh, if there's one thing we know about the producer of this program, Johnny Hoare, it's that he's a moral vacuum. Uh, over the process of putting this uh, this program together, he's trespassed, uh, peered over walls, uh, and wanted to steal cricket balls. Uh, so, uh, given a little door in a wall, there's only one thing he's going to do. So, just innocently walking along the road here, and there's a big, lovely stone wall past a very big house, a manor house. So, you know, you get the idea with that. The name tells you it all. Uh, very grand. And uh, there's a letterbox in the wall, but next to it is a little, little what? Well, it looks like a little cupboard door, the kind of thing you might put through in a, uh, through from a kitchen through to a dining room, maybe to pass food through, that kind of thing. Um, Johnny, uh, the esteemed Radio Academy Award nominated producer has just uh, been and had a peek through it. What did you see, Johnny, when you peek, when you opened that door? What were you, well, firstly, tell me what you were expecting to find. I want to know, what were you expecting to find? I don't know. I mean, you know, if this was 1920s New York, which it's not, but if it was, then there'd be a man on the other side of it you could whisper a code word to, and he'd let you into the speakeasy. But that wasn't the case here. It's basically just a big hole in the wall with a little door in it. Uh, and the view like, was what? It was just through to the people's garden. It was just strange I, I don't understand what the point of that is so had there been you see this is where i'm right and you're wrong on this because i, I just walked past I, I told you i said look look at that door you went straight over to open it you know as he's fine but the reason i wouldn't have done that is because if there's somebody what, what if there's someone sat on the other side maybe having a you know I mean, what is it they, they, they might be having a, a glass of pims by now might they maybe a cup yeah. of tea whatever they fancy um you know there could have been <laughs> could have been anyone doing anything behind that big eight foot wall <laughs> Um, and then your your head comes. But then here's another thing, Johnny. Here's another thing. If they if they don't want that to happen, if they don't want a Radio Academy Award nominated producer to stick his head through their wall, either put a lock on that door or brick it up. Yeah. In a village not far from here, we've done a previous program. Uh, hey, let's mention the name Branston. Uh, Branston Hall and uh, here's Washingborough Hall I didn't even know this existed did you know it's a country house hotel and restaurant and they uh, looks like they do weddings and that kind of you, you get the idea you know uh, it's going to be it's going to be expensive but you're going to get a reasonably you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna get a good service and a nice view that's that's what's going to happen here uh, but we're not going to not going to stray into it not like when we were trying to break and enter at Branston but uh, I don't think either of us look like we belong there in uh, you're wearing, you're wearing a, a you're, you're, look at me, exactly look at you you're wearing a brown hoodie um, and uh, some well they're, they're almost flares and uh, of course I look you know I look uh, well I'm wearing this fabulous orange hoodie I mean maybe I'll go in and leave you outside and I'll come back and tell you what it was like hmm. I did go to um, Washington Hall for a wedding once I seem to have gone everywhere for a wedding once and uh, yeah, I had a really good night there. Very, very full-on night. Uh, to the extent that the following morning, I stayed overnight there. The following morning, I couldn't get up to have the breakfast. It smelled lovely. You missed a breakfast. I missed breakfast. That's how bad it was. Jesus. One thing I've in the short time we've been here, there's one thing I've noticed is that they're, they're not very safe drivers around here. I think there's a couple of times where cars have been going a bit too fast motorbikes as well no I don't feel ever so safe now I've done a big circuit all the way around the grid uh, 
we've certainly discovered some things and my mind although not resolutely changed is is certainly more open to the idea of Washingborough now now I've stopped off walked around and spent some time uh, and just as we get get back to unlock our bikes um, I'm not I thought I'd be speeding off I thought I'd be sprinting off out of here uh, getting out of here as quickly as possible uh, but it's, it's not the case and I may come back and rediscover some of it at a later date and uh and what I said uh, back out in Washingborough, that is the absolute truth, uh, mainly because we've got to. Uh, we've got another Washingborough uh, grid uh, to go to. Um, you know, we, had we, again, always going back to the, uh, the, a couple of years back when we started putting this program together, you know, we, we could have, because we made it, well, we're in charge around here, uh, we could have made up the rules that, you know, only one grid per village, maybe, you know, that kind of thing. If you've already selected it, take the rest of them out of the tin. We won't select any more for Washingborough. Uh, so that'll be interesting, Johnny, see if we can make two programmes about Washingborough. I think, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, we, we should really pat ourselves on the back and think we actually we've done an all right job with this one. Uh, it's certainly no canic, is it? You know, so uh, oh, crikey, do you remember that one? I mean, it's, it's no series four. Do you remember series four, Johnny? Oh, I blocked that out. Yeah. Uh, me too. It was uh, it was a nightmare from start to finish. However, however, you know, I think we did the best there. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the noise there, the, the whizzed through my headphones here in the studio there of that car speeding past, and we did see we saw a heck of a lot of that, didn't we? It was yeah. There's something going on in Washington. The the mm. quality of the driving is absolutely appalling. A lot of boy races, people speeding along, um, and I mean even even the young generation seem to be getting in on it. When we were um, going up the high street, when you were you were wheezing your way up the high street, and I was, <laughs> I was striding ahead yeah, manfully. Yeah. Of course, yeah. Um, we, there were some kids coming down the hill on scooters, oh. racing down. Of course, right at the bottom is is Main Road, which is an extremely busy road. It was a bit heart in mouth. It was, well, but they, they've never felt more alive, have they? But they looked, well, yeah, they yeah. looked absolutely ecstatic just going down that hill, didn't they? I mean, I, I wanted a scooter myself. <laughs> uh, I mean, you're, uh, you're, you're, you're. Well, you, could, you, could you call her a baby daughter? She's not. Right. Is she toddling now? She's well, just turned one, so whatever yeah. you call that. Yeah, your one-year-old daughter, hmm. <laughs> which is probably the best. Once she gets a scooter, Johnny, you won't be able to keep off it. I promise you this. Really? I promise you this, yeah. And people will go to you, oh, is that going to hold you? Yes, it will. Yeah, it will. It really will. It will hold you. They're built really well. Oh, there's so much, they are so much fun. I was thinking, Back to Washington, though, I was expecting to see like a McDonald's with those of these boy racers cars parked uh, parked up. You know, you're not far from it. I don't think you're far from it out there. Um, but weddings, Johnny, it seems like every... Outskirt of Lincoln, we've been to. That's got anywhere that could even hold a wedding. Uh, you've been to one. You're turning into a wedding crasher. Do you think? I think I must be. And actually, I think that was the one. The reason I was so badly hungover. That was the one where there was a couple of young work experience lads running the bar, <laughs> and I went to buy a whiskey, <laughs> and um, they said, "All right, how much is a shot of whiskey?" And keep going, keep going, keep going to the top of the glass. And they had no idea, and the charges for a single. And it was fantastic. It was expensive stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Unemployed now, those boys are, aren't they? I mean, Quite this probably, is another yeah. time, Johnny, yeah. where your your moral compass as well is it's broken, isn't it? <laughs> the, the magnet's exploded out of it, and it's it's just non-existent. Um, I think I think we need to take you back to school, uh, some way. Uh, I'm starting to question myself now. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I'm like the uh, the angel on your shoulder, aren't I? Really, it's an intervention. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We need something. Lincoln A to Z. A question of. <laughs> So that rapidly, harshly uh, put together jingle uh, can mean only one thing. Uh, it's time for a question of Boston. A question of Boston. Johnny, this is Lincoln A to Z. Would you... Uh, uh, I, I, while that track was playing, I, I thought of a way of uh, of introducing this. But Johnny, 
Why are we doing a question of Boston? Well, this is because I, I found out to my horror that, <laughs> that you're a pilgrim, that you, you were born in Boston, that it's your hometown, your beloved hometown. Born, they, had, they had a hospital, and that's it. I was born, you know, I was born, you know yeah, yeah, all right, look at my passport, it does say Boston. Okay. It explains a lot. You can, you, know, you can take the boy out of Boston. Yeah, yeah I get it, I get it. And, uh, I, I don't know, I, don't, I try and paper over the cracks where I can. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, you decided last week, you sprung it upon, upon me that this, this week we would do a question of Boston yeah. uh, instead of a question of Lincoln. Now, because of this, um, I still think you should go first. Go on. All right, nice easy one for you. Okay. Boston's foremost music venue and dance hall is the fantastically named Gliderdrome. It's had a bit of a checkered past since opening in 1939, and it's always opening and closing. But in its time, it's played host to hundreds of top acts, including Elton John, Jimi Hendrix, Otis Redding, Stevie Wonder, and Ike and Tina Turner. Oh, They've was, all played I, Boston. I, was, I, I put this in right, and you know why I, I didn't come up with a question about this, Johnny? Why? Because I thought it was called the Hippodrome. So, <laughs> so well, you'd have embarrassed yourself, wouldn't you? You'd call yourself yeah. a Bostonian. I, no, I don't. <laughs> Carry on. Now, the record attendance for any act at the Gliderdrome... Uh, it was in 1972 when Mark Bolan and T-Rex performed. Fans travelled from all over the country to see the show and 60 policemen were on duty to control the crowds. You wouldn't think this happened in Boston, would you? My question is this. How many overexcited girls <laughs> reportedly fainted in the course of that concert? Now, there's a Bostonian, you should know this, okay? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. So is it A? I, I do, I obviously know it. <laughs> you might as well not even bother asking the question no, because no, I obviously well, know, you know it. Know, for old time's sake, I'll ask you. A, 12. B, 26, or C, 33. Your time starts now. Um, okay, well, it's not going to be 12, is it? Uh, it's going to be one of the other two numbers. Um, and uh, I, uh, let's go for it. I'm going to go for this 36. You're going to go for the 36, yep. are you? You are absolutely right. Yes. Yeah. I don't think One Direction could beat that, to be honest. Uh, no, 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 they couldn't. We Mark Bolland, he was a very attractive man. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah. And that's why he went to Boston. All, all the people, all the attractive people... Uh, go, they, go, they go to Boston. Don't That's they? where the beautiful people yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, most yeah. of them are born there. Beautiful uh, Boston, they yeah, call it. They, they, I do. They do. Mm. They do. Um, now, I, did, I didn't know really the best place to look for a question about Boston uh, that's going to catch you out. And obviously, we're both thinking the same thing there, aren't we? So, you know, I avoided the obvious of Wikipedia or something like that. So I went for something. Uh, I tried to make it a bit more fruity. I don't, I don't know if I've succeeded. Okay. <laughs> now, I might have been born in Boston, uh, but obviously I don't, I don't know much about it. I hot-footed it out of there 38 years ago. Um, and, well, I've written down here that I've never looked back, but sometimes I have. Uh, now, I had a brief eight-year stay in Sleaford, um, but now we've, we've moved to where we call home. Lincoln. Now, in essence... Uh, if I went to Boston, I'd be a tourist, okay? So I, I, I had a look on the rationale-free zone of TripAdvisor. Uh, now, it's obvious to anyone that the number one tourist attraction uh, is going to be St. Botolph's Church, better known uh, towards Yellow Bellies. Uh, I'm not a pilgrim, I'm a yellow belly, there you go. Uh, as the stump. Uh, we've always tried to avoid the obvious here, haven't we? You know, we very rarely do anything about mm. the cathedral, etc. So Johnny Lee Hoare, which of the many, many, Many attractions that Boston has to offer is rated as number two on that rationale-free zone of TripAdvisor. Okay. Is it A, the Maritime River Cruises, B, the Bubble Car Museum, or C, Piranha Nightclub? They all sound really good, actually. Yeah, piranhas. You going down piranhas? Yeah, that sounds great. Um, I didn't know there was a Bubble Car Museum. That's, that sounds very specific. So they only existed for about three years in the 60s, didn't they? Um, I'm, I'm going to go for the, the River Cruises one. You're incorrect. Am I? Yes. Oh, 
I thought that was a dead cert. <coughs> People like a river cruise, don't they? People like a bubble car museum all the more. <laughs> oh, <laughs> if it's the only one in the country, I suppose it would be. Oh, it? Johnny, I mean, there's no way I'm not going to this. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's fabulous. It's open, right? The Bubblecar Museum is open Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and bank holidays. £3 for adults, £1 for children. Yeah. So we're all in for eight quid. And it's just absolutely fantastic. I mean, the tri- TripAdvisor thing is brilliant. And there's a lot of really, 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 really positive feedback for on TripAdvisor, you know, where yeah. you would normally get. I want to use the word idiots, but I don't want to use that on the radio. So what would I use, Johnny? Uh, imbeciles. Yeah, yeah. Something challenged. They're, they're, they're challenged. Um. Key, keyboard Ill- Ill- illiterate, I, I would say, okay. uh, on TripAdvisor. But uh, yeah, yeah, there, there's a whole argument uh, out there by someone um, that couldn't control their kids, uh, basically, which uh, makes for a fabulous reading. <laughs> so uh, I would definitely advise going uh, to TripAdvisor uh, for that. Lincoln A to Z dot co dot UK. Now, Tref has uh, been contributing to every single grid uh, that we've. Uh, uh, that we've selected, he's, he's, he's done a bit of a written piece, a bit of spoken word. Uh, and uh, as always, I think he's come up with a good there. I mean, we know what we think, but what does this larger-than-life Welshman think of our W11 grid? W11, Washingborough. Washingborough contains a Methodist church at the bottom of the aptly named Church Hill. Took a look on Google Street View. Was kind of expecting an old-fashioned C of E edifice at the end of Church Hill, TBH. But hey, it doesn't matter. They have funerals in churches. I'd like us all to observe a minute's silence in memory of the deceased, please. A to Z on Siren FM. Okay, so we're coming to the end of our, our W11 Washingborough. Uh, washy to you and me. I think we, we've come to know it as uh, Grid Square. And uh, where are we going to be in the future? Uh, is uh, Oh, no, I'm asking myself a question there. Johnny, you're in the room as well. Otherwise, it sounds like I'm, you're one of those people who's saying, oh, what, what, what is that? Now I'll answer the question. No, no, we're not doing that. Uh, Johnny, where are we going to be in the future? Now, next week... Um, Here's a question for you to ask me, Johnny. Uh, let's prime you up here. Perhaps should have done this while the song was playing. Um, ask me where I'm going to be next week. Okay, where are you going to be next week? Uh, Barcelona. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not on our A to Z map, is it? Uh, no, it's not, no. Uh, so, uh, well, not just because of this, but it does really fit in nicely. Uh, a while back, uh, Johnny and I... Well, we've always thought the idea of, uh, of Lincoln A to Z was good. Um, of course, you, anything you do, anything you do in life, you question yourself. Uh, I don't care how confident you look, you question yourself, and you question whether you're doing it right or not. Uh, we're surrounded by very, very talented people here. Uh, one such young man, uh, Anthony, uh, who you'll know from uh, 
uh, the No Adults Allowed program, uh, and he produces uh, several other programs. And uh, I, I refer to Anthony as uh, an extremely talented and occasionally furious young man, uh, which which I, I think only emphasises his talent. You know, he's, he's all right. He's a good egg, is Anthony. Uh, and you'll be in safe hands because Johnny and I are handing a grid over. Uh, apart from the two uh, the two points of our history uh, from Joe and Treff, would need to be in every single grid, um, and they're, they're staples of the program. We know they're solid. Um, we're going to hand it over and see what someone else does with our idea. Johnny, how are you feeling about this? Um, well, there's a certain amount of trepidation, mm-hmm. you know. It's kind of like handing you, your child over on the first day at nursery, which, which I did last week, actually. Did you? Um, yeah, but um, she wasn't bothered, didn't even cry. I and I suspect that A to Z will be the same. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I think uh, our, our listeners will uh, will enjoy the break. Uh, when I think when I think about it, and if I, I, one of the programs I listen to, you know, religiously every week, uh, Simon Mayo, Mark Kermode with their film reviews, uh, and then sometimes they go away, think, oh, they've gone away again. But the people who, who then come in and review the films actually is quite a nice. Uh, to get a, a different view on films, you know, not everyone hates Transformers. Uh, some people do actually quite like it. But uh, so we're going to see what Anthony does with it. We are hoping and praying uh, that this far into our project, he doesn't come up with some some fantastic ideas and blow us out of the water. Uh, but uh, but we'll wait and see. Where where else are we going uh, in this series? Our final series now, Johnny. Final series of Lincoln A to Z in the run up to that fantastic exhibition we're planning at the collection. Uh, well, I think the week after next, uh, we're going to go to BA1, which is Subbrook, and it's it's the furthest afield of all our grids, right up there in the, the top right-hand corner of the map. Um, we've also got U7, which is, at the moment, an empty field. It's going to be the Eastern Bypass. Uh, X12, we're going back to Washingborough, uh, to, the, to the pits, as you'll be pleased to hear after our experiences at uh, Canic Pits. Yeah, yeah, so we, we've we've done Washingborough, and yeah, we've talked, yeah. we've talked as much as we can about it, and then, like you say, Canic Pits, not a legendary programme, We'll see what we can do with it. Let's yeah. let's not talk it down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hey. You know, stay supposed, tuned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, N twelve Sinsel Bank. Now this will be a good one because there's a lot around there, and it, of course it's got the actual football ground. Yeah. So we we might possibly get to see a bit of football, or at least the outside of a stadium while there's football going on well, inside. Yeah. You see, this is it. You and I have have thought that it might be. There are other radio stations around that do inside the ground. Mm. So you and I are, are, are. I don't know. I think we're almost thinking. We've almost settled on this now. Although you know, you know, time will change. We'll sleep tonight and think of a different idea tomorrow that we might stay outside the ground uh, perhaps while there's a game on you know just to get that that noise around there and and to do a different uh, a different angle on it because you know there are the radio stations around that report on the game and they you know they do it really well um, I think we might show ourselves up if we go inside the ground, but we'll wait and see. We'll wait and see on that and, uh, and see which angle we take. Uh, and this is always the fun, isn't it, of, uh, of plotting uh, a series and, and finding out where we're going to be and very soon. Oh, Johnny, all well, that's going to run out. We're going to have to think of something else to do on a Monday night, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to be bereft. We are. OK, so thanks to Trevor Davis, of course, uh, Joanna Hughes and you. Yeah, you listened. Uh, this has been a Joe Schmo production for Siren FM. 